Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, we are Cinebuds. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today, we are talking about the documentary Three Identical Strangers. They separated these boys at birth. The parents had never been told that there were two other children. What was the purpose? Why? How could you not tell us? They're trying to conceal what they did from the people they did it to. When you play with humans, you do something very wrong. Who would be evil enough to come up with something like this? There's a lot of powerful people that would like to have the story silenced. There's still so much that we don't know. It boggles the mind. It's a mystery. I'd like to know the truth. Three Identical Strangers. Could you give us a rundown of what it's about? It's a documentary, so it really yeah, happened. Absolutely. And it is a story of three uh, triplets separated at birth and adopted out to three separate families. And then in 1980 or the early 80s, they miraculously and coincidentally find each other. They don't know that the others exist. Did you like this movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, stories like this, documentaries like this are just like, it's like lightning striking. It's, it's like, oh, that story alone is unbelievable. And there's yeah. so much more to it than we've talked about already. Yes. It takes a takes turns left and right. Yeah. But every turn of this movie, you're like, what? And this? And also this? Yeah. I loved this movie. Yeah. We talked about how much we cried during Mr. Rogers, Won't <laughs> yeah. You Be My Neighbor? This was one, like, I left the theater and I, it was like a hard cry. Yeah. Where I was like, I can't see, I can't let these people know how hard I am crying. Because you are a twin. Yeah, I am a, I am a twin. So that, it like, hit me on that front. But I also have an adopted sister. Which, which they do in the movie. Yes. Yeah. And the, a lot of it is about, I mean, they were all adopted. So yeah. there's like this whole, there's a big, a large part of it is about adoption as well. So yeah. that really hit me. Um, it, it hit it hit on a sure. lot of fronts. And sure. this movie talks about a lot. And I think for me, that is what made this movie special is that this was not a biopic. This was not a normal documentary. This was a story. Right. And some of the documentaries that we have talked about on this, we talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and recent, just this yeah, summer, yeah. and uh, Won't You Be My Neighbors, yeah. My Neighbor, about Fred Rogers. And those were stories about these people's lives. Yeah. And it was like a like documentary. A, like a biography. Yeah, yeah. Of the things that happened. Right. This was a story. Yeah. This has a beginning, a middle, an end. It has a big change in the yeah. middle. And it has you think about things like what it is to be family. Yeah. What it is to adoption. There are, there's a big part that is about conspiracy. Yeah. There's mystery in it. There's de definite mystery. This thing could have been written as a fiction film. And that was, they start yeah. off and he's, and uh, one of the brothers says like my story, I wouldn't believe it. If yeah. Somebody told it to me. Yeah. And it started and I was like, it cut. I was like, okay, so they're going to meet and then what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, but then so much more happens yeah. after that. It was incredible. I loved it. I think even at the end, even after the end of it, essentially, 
Mm-hmm. Like you think you've, you've, oh wow, everything's crazy. Even then afterwards, I'm like, wait, I'm just figuring out three things that happened in this movie. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. All right, and we're back. Hi. And we are talking about... You. <laughs> <laughs> is that me or the listener? I that was, was the not listen- me. That was the listener. I, but- I just think that everything is about me. So, <laughs> and I hope that you missed me too. Well, I mean, you we were, were right sitting next to each time. other. Um, uh, we're talking about three identical strangers. And here we're going to go a bit. We're not going to reveal everything yeah. that happens. But there are, I think that for me, this movie hit a lot on big themes. Yeah. And I was like writing think pieces in my mind, you know, as it happened. And there yeah. was a lot of things that I had complicated feelings about. And it's hard to talk about without revealing some of the big things that happen in the film. So there are spoilers ahead, but we'll try not to give you everything. Right. Um, I think the first thing that this hit on was that these are three brothers. Yeah. And three brothers um, meeting for the first time and how they meet and find each other is a fantastic story. Yeah. And then they... It's like they get together, they go on all these talk shows, they talk about how similar they are, they yeah. catch up for like years, and then they open a restaurant together in New York. Yeah, it's crazy. And you you meet, you get to know these guys right away, and they have huge personalities. There's, it's like three Tony Danzas mm-hmm. meet, meet one another. <laughs> They're just like really boisterous. And, and they met New when they're 19, yeah. so they're at like... You know the peak, yeah. like excitable boy time. They have, and it, just so you set the scene, they have like tiny little curly froes. Yep. Uh, they're like, I, I think they're like Italian. Yeah. Uh, and they they meet each other. They all have the same hairstyle. They go on these talk shows, and they're they're answering questions in sync with one another. So even though they've not spent their entire lives together. They do the same thing that twins, you know, they say about twins, like, oh, you'll say words at the same time. They dress the same. Some of that was for the show, the shows that they were on, all these talk shows and stuff. But some of it was just their natural inclination. The whole time, at least for me, yeah, there is, they're talking to the three brothers, which are David and Robert are talking the whole time. Yeah. And it's about three of them. And for me, it was very unsettling because Eddie, the third brother... Right. They don't bring him up at all. Right. And he's not he's not on screen. And so there was a part where I was like, I for me, I was uncomfortable yeah. for until they addressed that. Right. And they do what, address it. We're not gonna say like yeah. what happened to him or why he is not on the screen. But for me, until they addressed it, I was I very, very much tense, noticed yeah. that and yeah. was very tense. You know, it's funny, and I had the I was saying I had the opposite feeling because <laughs> I think it's just because they were triplets and they were going back and forth and they all have very common names, Robert, David, Eddie. Yeah. <clears throat> I did not notice that the third one it wasn't was represented for on a my huge mind. portion of the film. And that's crazy because it was on my mind yeah. the entire time. I was like, 
It's like squirming in my chair, yeah. like uncomfortable, because I was just like, "What? They're gonna say something about?" But yeah, this. but at some point, yeah, before before it's revealed, like they, I was like, "Wait a minute, have I seen the third one yet?" Like I mm-hmm. kind of had to think about it. And they, I read a little bit about it, and uh, the director said that the guys, um, they went through so much throughout their lives, meeting each other and having everything, the repercussions of. Um, they were, of course, hesitant to do the documentary at all. So when sure. he approached them, initially they weren't into it. So all three of them were very hesitant, uh, or all of them, I should say, were very hesitant to to be involved in the first place. So right. when I didn't see him, when I realized I hadn't seen one of them, I was like, oh, maybe he was just like, he he couldn't do it. And it, it is interesting that they all get together and it's so explosive immediately, yeah. you know, and they get along so well and they are a family that has not grown up together. Yeah. And you just kind of see that like their compatibility and their togetherness is not feasible in the long haul, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's and you all kind of like sense, fresh. Yeah. Like when you meet a new person, you're like, oh, we're best friends now. And then real world sets in. Yeah. And I was like, you know that there is like a fallout there somehow. Yeah. So about in the middle, it takes a big turn because it's, yeah. it's large. It's about them meeting too, but they of course have met because they were all individually adopted. Yeah. And so adoption becomes, and the adoption yeah. agency becomes a part of it. And it is revealed kind of in the middle of it. And I should say too, the first half of this movie, first third, first half of the movie is so much fun. It is fun. It's it is hilarious. go time. It's, it's hilarious. the meeting. It's you get to super, know, you get to know them, their fun. personalities. You see all the crazy stuff that happened to them, all the similarities, all the talk shows they go on, and it's really fun and hilarious. And it must have like reflected their life, yeah. just like everything happening so fast. But then when you get to the middle, then it takes a hard turn. And they go to this adoption agency, and actually, is they get cut to this guy in Texas yeah. who was doing this research on twins. And he found that there was the adoption agency that they were adopted from was the head guy wanted to know if there was a difference between nature and nurture. And so he had intentionally, they were all wondering why they hadn't been told about each other as identical twins. Right. And uh, this guy did it as an experiment to have kids that were being put up for adoption that were identical to separate them into families different kind of like economic levels Mm -hmm. and then so one was given to like a working class family one middle class and one a wealthy family and then see what would happen and all of those families also like you were were kind of alluded to previously also had an adopted daughter each one of those families was like the control had a sister Mm -hmm. a younger sister um and then the people at the adoption agency um, told them that it was just standard that they follow up with them throughout their lives. So this person kept showing up ostensibly to collect data on how they were progressing, but they just thought it was part of the, this is just how adoption works. You check in on them. Is that wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Like I was shocked because I think, and again, this was like the seventies when they were, Yep, it was. They think they were born in. And like I believe, 61. if I'm not, I mean, you saw it more recently. They said technically the stuff they did was not illegal. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the case, uh, and I'm sure that's got to be different now. Yeah, but uh, the stuff they did was technically not against rules or against, but ethically, it seems unbelievable. 
This was a time. Yeah. And I thought that it really showed that, like, the 60s, like, the. That was an idealist time where they were like, psychology was like kind of like just beginning. Yeah. This guy was like worked under Freud. And it was like, can we figure out human nature? Yeah. And you could see the how they justified it to themselves was right. like, we're going to separate a couple families for the good of mankind. Yeah. Because then we will know if for sure, definitively, if if it is nature or if it is nurture. And to me, I could, I know that what they did was wrong, but I could see the justification of it. You could see how they justified it for this. Yes. It's, it it also, to me, even just, I am uh, no scientist. Yeah. yeah, As I've said every day since I've been born. Yes. I'm no scientist. (laughs) But it even seems like that's ludicrous. Well, I was going to say just to base it on one Family, but they didn't. They did this to more people. They did uh-huh. this to more families. But um, yeah, the idea that this would conclusively, and and it didn't. It didn't. That's what they found right. out. I mean, they there was different results of different families. Um, this particular family, these triplets that we just we follow, there are fascinating things you do learn. Like all three of them as babies cried a lot and seemed to be like have some separation reaching, anxiety. Yeah, they, they all. I think similarly, like pushed themselves to the edge of the crib, did these things as if they were like looking for, for yeah. their. And then their... they all had, or a, 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 several of them, and they talked about some of the other twins that were in this experiment too, had mental health problems. Yeah. And uh, it's like, was that due to the situation that they were in, or was that hereditary? And then part of it is like, does, was wondering if part of the experiment is mental illness right, yeah. genetic. Or get is passed it down? the separation of these people you're supposed to be really close with your whole life? Is right. that innate fact something that causes problems? The great thing that this doc does, too, is it doesn't give you, um, it's it doesn't take a side on nature versus nurture. There's a while there where you think like, oh, everything they're telling me, it does seem like one or the other. And then they later on they go, but also this is, the, these are some other facts and these are other things that happen which kind of go hard against that. Right. So they don't. They are not making that scientific claim in the doc. They're giving you all of it. Yeah. But it, they do it in a fun way where it's like, oh, it does seem this way. And then later I'm like, what? Yeah, because like wait. kind of like right away, and they even have a scientist come in and be like, oh, isn't it funny? Like no matter what you can do, it's nature because yeah, it right. showed all their similarities. You know, they look the same. They right. act the same. They have a lot of the same habits. Yeah. And so it kind of like sets you up to be like, it's nature. Right. Yeah. Okay. And. I and, believe you. <laughs> but then at the end, like kind of what really hit me hard yeah. was that they say they were all on these talk shows. And when they got together, they wanted to talk about how similar they were. Yeah. And they were like looking at each other to say, to see how similar they were. Yeah. And uh, really then the, it, it kind of in the end, it was like one of them had a more difficult childhood and one right. of them had really loving parents. Yeah. And it showed how big of a difference that made in their yeah. life. And for me, that was like, that was me crying yeah, yeah, and yeah. calling my adopted <laughs> sister and being like, I love you. And I don't know if I show you that enough, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was, it kind of came in to be like, Oh, it's, it's, it's nature. And then at the end it was like, it's really, we don't know what it is. Right. It's both. Yeah, and, yeah love your family and tell them <laughs> yeah, that you love them yeah. <laughs> and make sure they're all present. Yes. Like, are we missing anybody? Let's yeah. 
Um, it also had this huge conspiracy thing. Yeah. Because they were doing this experiment and it was like the, all of the conclusions to this were like held in this place. Oh yeah. There's a whole section of them trying to get the, get answers to what yeah. happened, where all these documentation is. And it was keeping, it was being kept from them and like moved around and things like that. What I firmly against most conspiracies. I, yeah. I do not entertain conspiracies yeah. most of the time. What do you, what about you? You know what I've noticed, uh, not in like the last 10 years is yeah. the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, that could happen. Yeah. I am open to almost, not almost anything at all, but, uh, <laughs> there's several of them. Flat Earth like, yeah, I can see how that could be a thing. There's so many crazy things that happen. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, unexplainable things and power. I think especially ones that have to do with power and money. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, I can see people are so powerful they can get away with a lot of things. I think that conspiracy theories have gone from being... I mean, it depends on the conspiracy. On the outside to mainstream. Yeah. I think that... This gets into like some bigger other things, yeah. but I think that, that... I think they've had some detrimental effects that... I think we are when we're more likely to believe something that is fantastical yeah. than to believe the truth that we have like a ton of evidence for. Um, so you think the world's round <laughs> is what I'm hearing, yeah, right? which is naive, Justin. But, but I think like in this, when we have so much access to information and so much is out in the open, yeah. that if anything isn't, we're like, what could it be? Yeah. And so there's like this part where all of these documents are held in at Yale. Yeah. And it's like, they won't be released until 2066. And there were, in my audience, yeah. audible gasps oh, yeah. of people being <laughs> like, they're held there? Like, what do they say? Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, what could they say? Yeah. What, that it's definitively nature versus nurture? What 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 I think secrets it, are they gonna have? I think most of the secrets are probably not the actual results. It's like what did they do? What more awful things did they do? Who was involved? Like those are the things that I think would be would but be then interesting they, to know. But not there was the general scientific but, results they do want to know, but I don't think those are the things. But the it, movie, it did a great job yeah. of pulling along the plot. Yeah. And the interesting thing about movies like this, uh, we were talking about uh, movies like Thin Blue Line, Errol Morris's documentary, and Making of a Murderer, which is so popular, yeah, is how it can have the movie itself can have real world results. Yes, like they were able to get the answers and the and the the access to the papers because of the film. Yeah, drew so much attention to it, and people were finally like, "Oh yeah, of course we're going to help these families." It was truly great. Yeah, really impressive movie, and I, I think people will really enjoy watching it. Yeah, I definitely think that it, it's a great story. Yeah. If you liked Three Identical Strangers, luckily yeah. we have Kay Polly here who's seen every movie ever in the that history of movies. It's uh, far from true, but I do my best. <laughs> and so uh, what What else would people like? Well, movies like this that have, that have a really interesting story about family or just a story that seems like, like you said, stranger than fiction, Definitely recommend, like I said, Thin Blue Line, uh, Errol Morris's classic documentary. I've never seen that. It's great. What's it, it about? Uh, it's uh, this documentary that kind of recreates, and Errol Morris, I believe, is really known for his recreations, which is really nice. Um, this crime scene and investigation of a police officer's murder in Dallas. Okay. And throughout, you learn a lot of things that were covered, like that, like that were mm -hmm. mysteries, and you kind of figure out more about it as it goes on, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the film itself was one of those that had real-world effect on 
who was in jail, uh, who, who's, I love you that. know, that kind of thing. Uh, similar to Making of a Murderer. But a, another great doc about family and kind of this reveal of things that happen is Sarah Polly's Stories We Tell. It's one of my favorite docs. And uh, Sarah Polly's an actress, uh, but she's also a filmmaker, and she's made this great documentary. And then also, this is sort of, sort of out of, this is just like in a crazy situation that was told, yeah. interestingly, is Tower, which just came out last year, the year before. And it's actually an animated documentary about the clock tower shooting in Texas, but actual interviews with people who were there, and you kind of slowly discover this kind of what happened around the mm-hmm. situation. Also, really good one too. I think that I think that uh, streaming services have really latched on to the likability and intrigue of stories like this. Yeah, and docs in general. Yeah, yeah, and have kind of like done a great job of stretching them out into series, like Making a Murderer. Yeah, The Jinx. Wild Jinx. No, no, I haven't seen that. But it's on HBO. That's kind of like one of the Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think they've done a really great job of pulling those out. Did you see American Vandal? No. Uh-uh. American Vandal's on Netflix, and it's like, it's a parody of documentary oh, really? series like that. <laughs> it's about where a high school kid draws dicks on cars, and it's like figuring out. And they, it's like, when when a genre is to the point of parody, yeah. you, like, it's become a thing, and the parody. That's Ooh. great. Mwah. Well, if we're going to talk about that, we got to talk about the uh, Bill Hader, oh, yeah. Fred Armisen series, uh, which, oh, the name is escaping me right now. Documentary Now. Documentary Now, which is- I had to stop watching it because it was too real yeah. for me. <laughs> I got like midway through Grey Gardens and I was like, God damn it. Yeah, the Grey Gardens- It is like too, they, it's they, too they spoof, good. They it's spoof styles much. or specific uh, documentaries and that is definitely a must see. It's yeah. so good. Um, all right, let's do other Milwaukee uh, film news. The uh, uh, Oriental Theater's opening on the this 10th. freaking Friday. That's right. Back open. Back open. And what are you kicking it off with? Uh, we're going to have Black Klansman, the new Spike Lee film. Spike Lee Joint. Yes. Oh, why do I do that? <laughs> Spike Lee Joint, of course. And uh, then a docu- great documentary about the um, fashion designer Alexander McQueen. It's called McQueen. How long are those both going to be there? Uh, they should be there for a bit. Okay. I mean, you, I think in the, at least two two to three weeks-ish. Okay. Um, so definitely you, go in there and check them out. And you only we'll, got the two screens going right now, right? We have the two side theaters open, and then a week later on the 17th, roughly, the main house will open again, and then we're going to have a whole new slew of films. See our previous podcast for the list of those. Yes. Are you going to have like a website. big party this Friday? or No, this is the soft opening okay. is what I so found just out. Selling just selling tickets. We're just going to open up, and then uh, we're going to have some fun stuff later this month with RZA and some other guests that are coming to talk about the film, like with the writer for Summer of 84, so that'll be yeah. really great. Cinebuds is produced this week by DJ Kenny Perez. Burr, 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 burr. Air horns. Uh, also, we get uh, Sonic inspiration from the License Lab. We get support from Associated Bank and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Next week, we're talking about Bo Burnham's directorial debut, Eighth Grade. Please watch that. Thanks for listening, and go see movies. <laughs>